Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Alinka Rutkowska, the CEO of Leaders Press, who create books for entrepreneurs from scratch. So we're talking about writing a book for your business. Thanks for downloading. Should you write a book for your business? Will it generate leads and sales? Can it help you build authority and trust? Well, these are questions answered by Alinka Rudkowska, the CEO of Leaders Press, who write books for entrepreneurs. Now, stand by for a huge amount of tips and insight on getting a book ghostwritten for your business. We talk reasons for writing a book, how to plan things out, and if it actually works. Now, you can find Alinka at leaderspress.com. That's leaderspress.com. Press.com. Also check out the show notes for a link to some great resources for getting your book published. Now, can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is totally ad-free? Love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media, subscribe via your favourite podcast app. Uh, You can check out more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Alinka was, should we write a book for our business? Does it actually help or is it more of a vanity project? I love this question. Well, I'll just tell you that the book that we did for our business as a lead generator has already brought us seven figures. So you can call it vanity, but I call it uh, revenue generation. Does it work for any type of business or do we really have to be in a certain type of business, do you think? I think it works for any type of business that wants to generate revenue and where, so that would be any type of business, and where there's a lot of... um, knowledge to be absorbed, so to speak, before you get on board. So uh, just to give you an example, the book that we did, it's called Outsource Your Book, um, is both a lead generation tool and a lead conversion tool. So it's a lead generation tool, meaning that I can send uh, our listeners to um, grab a copy um, when uh, we discuss these things. So for example, today, and then it's on Amazon. So whenever somebody's looking for ways to write a book, it will pop up on top because it's well optimized. So it generates leads and it's a lead conversion tool because once a prospect reads it and then comes to a sales call, it's a completely different conversation than if they hadn't read it. Because instead of saying, well, so, you know, what do you guys do? Yeah. <laughs> once they've read the book, they know very well what we do, how we can help them, what we've done in the past. And the the conversation is about their specific situation. So it's it's a huge improvement in terms of um, the types of people you get to talk to. And uh, you stop wasting time on, uh, you know, meeting with people who have no idea of what you're doing. So if you can get everybody who talks to you to read your book or at least uh, look at the outline, then you're uh, going to be much more efficient in business. Yeah. Are we talking about kind of how-to books here? Or are we talking to talking about things like the story of my life? Because I've read some. and then yeah. Bit, yeah. So in this know. case, for it to be a lead generation book, this is not the story of my life. The story of my life is what we call a legacy piece. Sure. So what we uh, were talking about here was a book that solves a problem. And, you know, when your your business would be solving a problem that your reader has, 
And before jumping on board to work with you, they want to know more. So, you know, they come really informed. They're really sophisticated, especially for higher ticket items, but really for anything uh, right now. There's just so much knowledge in general. Um, so when you're able to uh, stand out and provide that knowledge in a systematic manner that's easy to understand and just show okay, this is really complicated what you want to achieve, but we've done it so many times for our clients in the past. We can help you do it in an easy easy way so that you know it's really efficient for your time. For example, that, that's what we say. And yeah. then this is the Legion part. And we do have the My Storybooks or legacy pieces as well. And there is a reason to do them. Uh, for example, we did one for the co-founder of DHL International who wanted to share the story of creating DHL, the 50 years that he's been doing that. Um, so we have those as well, and they are well received, you know, just as long as it's not a, you know, glorified <laughs> a diary, so to speak, uh, but actually something that helps the audience. So so when do you think, if we, if we look at, say, a legacy book, for example, um, when do you think we should decide to write the book? We obviously need to have accomplished something first, don't we? Yes. You know, I think um, from my, in my experience in talking to entrepreneurs, it's just something that comes back to their, just comes back, keeps coming back. They feel like, I mean, it's time. I should, I should do something. Um, I should give back. Um, You probably know when people start asking you a lot of questions, you you see a a theme and every time you need to answer, um, you have to dedicate, uh, you know, some time from your calendar and then you could eventually just say, you know, I actually wrote a book about this. Like you're asking me about this. Other 10 people asked me about this. So I wrote a book. It's best if you can read it now. So you don't have to continue um, donating your time, so to speak, but you can still be helpful by sending people to to your book. And um, actually what, my mentor um, is just an amazing, amazing gentleman who created um, companies, uh, worth of hundreds millions of dollars he you know was telling me a couple of times you know he's always asked about my goals so he asks about my goals i tell him about the business he helps me yesterday when we had our chat i asked him well what are your goals i mean i know he's you know um just ages and ages and ages ahead of me uh, in almost anything but i said well what are your goals and he said you know i'm I'm thinking about, I think I should write a book. Yeah. I said, you know, I think I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I got him on the calendar to, to book a first chat with uh, one of my team members. And also since he's my mentor, he gets to see the whole process of, of how yeah. it's done. Uh, but it, he was telling me, you know, this thought is, you know, has been coming back and coming back and I've been thinking I need to do it and I haven't done anything and I said I'll make it really easy for you go to this link and book a call and and you took your first step so why do you think most folks decide to write this legacy book what's the reason for it other than sort of like saying here's my life it was really interesting is is the kind of like some sort of authority building trust is there some sort of a goal out of a legacy book that you would get do you think I think there are two main reasons one is what you said the authority credibility piece so you know doors open if you want to be a keynote speaker and you have a book and maybe you're a best-selling author or even better a wall street journal or usa today best-selling author then podcast hosts want to have you on um, um summit hosts or conference organizers want to have you on 
Um, so there's that piece. It's just more credibility, more people might want to do business with you, more people might want to invest in your uh, in your ideas, um, whether it's logical or not. You, there's just authority that comes with it. You're as smart as you were before you wrote the book, but this is the yeah. authority of be, being an author that um, people are impressed by. The second reason is more of a philosophical one. The book will continue living on after you're gone. Yeah, so it is a proper legacy in a way, isn't it, I suppose, yeah. It is. So so like I would imagine that a lot of business leaders, CEOs, folks who want to write a book might not be particularly very good writers. Mm-hmm. Um can we get these books ghostwritten for us? Yes, of course. In fact, um this has been the case um since uh I don't know the stone age, but basically uh I don't think, you know, we can go way back 2000 years ago. I don't think Jesus wrote a single word of, you know, um, his teachings. He actually had people doing the writing for him. He was just sharing um, the ideas. And so the same way right now, there are plenty of books out there, like Sam Walton's, um, the, the founder of Walmart, Walmart. He didn't write a single word of his book. Um, it's been ghostwritten. And there are many, many more like that. So as an entrepreneur, you're, you have a business to run, um, you know, uh, which is usually um, taking a lot of your time. So it probably, you know, doesn't make sense to now go and study creative writing and, uh, yeah. and, and learn how to edit the thing and publish the thing and study publishing. So uh, I, I think that at a certain point when you have a team and you're a, um business that's doing well you know how important it is to delegate and make sure that things are done by people who are more capable of you more capable than you and uh, it's the same thing with writing so it's all your ideas it's all you but it's just written much much better <laughs> yeah. than you could ever write it and it's the same for me i've written um a bunch of books but now when, I, uh, when I'm part of anthologies, we do anthologies with uh, high-level entrepreneurs. The last one I participated in, I had a ghost written because previously I would write my pieces. Sure. And it was actually much better, better yeah. than the ones that I wrote. So uh, it's just important to embrace that and uh, get the best uh, quality possible. And, uh, and also um, allocate the smallest amount of your own time because then you have more time to grow your business yeah obviously did you have to say it's ghostwritten like when it's published does, does the ghostwriter's yeah. name go on the book no so it's it's by such and such i mean do, do you have to say something within the book itself that it's ghostwritten you don't or? have to do anything to. it's the yeah. nature of the ghostwriter sure they are a ghostwriter you can if you want to you can acknowledge your ghostwriter on the even on the cover and I think the way it's done is you would say, um, okay, by, let's say if I was your ghostwriter, it would be by John as told to Alinka. Yeah, sure. Um, and, but, but it depends on your, on your deal with a ghostwriter. In general, if it's a ghostwriter, it's a ghostwriter. So nobody has any idea that somebody else wrote it. Yeah, are there kind of like different levels of ghostwriter? Because I would imagine when I look at some, read some sports books, for example, you might have had some top journalist write the book. 
okay, for, for some yeah. sort of sports star <laughs> or something, right? And, and, and they would be on the front cover. So it's the kind of like a hierarchy of ghostwriter as such. Well, where, where you're such a good ghostwriter, you get your name yeah. on the front, yeah. Well, you know, um, it just depends. There's a lot of NDAs <laughs> going on, so yeah, um, a lot of people don't want to admit that they used a ghostwriter. They just right. want all the glory. <laughs> <laughs> and then there are other profiles who said, "Well, I didn't actually write it," so they feel very comfortable um, sharing who yeah. wrote the book for them. And uh, with all the NDAs going on, you can talk to a really high-level ghostwriter and they won't be able to tell you who, whose book they wrote because they can't. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm with you. So when somebody comes to you with an idea for a book and you get like a lead and they think, I'm thinking of writing a book here, Alinka, what do you think? Of and they give you the idea or anything. Do you ever say no to anyone? And if you do, why would you say no? <laughs> we do say no. Uh, we say no when it could be potentially something litigious. So right. we don't want any lawsuits. As if somebody comes in and says, you know, we're going to expose this scam and, yeah. you know, um, include all these names in it. Then we say we're really not interested in, in being part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the time, I would imagine you say yes. Most of the time uh, we say yes, but we attract a specific type of entrepreneur that sort of self-selects. Sure. So we get really high level uh, people coming to us and they usually have a very clear book idea and reason why they want to do it. And they really just want a team who will um, guide them through it and, and do everything that, that can possibly be done for them. Um, so we get a really, really high quality of, of entrepreneurs coming through our door. And I think it's because of the work we've done in the past. So it's sure. only occasionally that we would say no, but, um, you know, we have. And we've also <laughs> sent money back if, you know, some, some things yeah. came up later during the process that have been withheld. Um, we would say, you know, no, we, we're just, we're not, uh, you know, uh, political in a way that we're going to only publish, you know, this type of you know yeah. political thinking sure. or philosophical or or whatever. Um, so we want to you know be able to do anything, uh, but you know nothing that could get us in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you thought the idea was just plain rubbish at the end of the day, what would you say? So do you, do you think you need? Do, do you think that's a part of saying, yeah, look, you know, <laughs> that's not a real, that's that. not a good idea. <laughs> We would convey that in a diplomatic manner. manner. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we would say something like, um, you know, if you look at, at on Amazon, we would see that uh, books like this really are not selling. And yeah. if you, so it depends on your goals, but if you want this book to sell, then we would recommend that you uh, wrote something closer to, you know, this book and this book and this book, which would be good competing titles. And here you have a really good chance of becoming a, of writing, you know, creating a really good book, becoming a best-selling author, and leaving a, a legacy. So this is the first thing we do. We um, we try to envision. We envision the book on the bookshelf and and what other books it would be sitting next to. So we make sure that when we start working on a project, we're actually working towards something um, that has a chance of becoming very successful. Yeah. So I would imagine writing a book, well, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure writing a book is a is one hell of a project at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, it's a big thing. 
um, to yeah. write, I don't know, 40,000, 50,000 words, something like that. It's a, mm-hmm. That's a big thing to do. So do we need to plan things out a little? Do, do we need to kind of work to some sort of an outline? Yeah, so there are two schools of thought, the planners and the pantsers. Yeah. <laughs> the planners um, create an outline and we are planners. Yeah. Uh, so when we have the book idea, the first thing we do is create an outline. Uh, and we have this uh, process that we use to do that. Um, and, and once we have that outline, then that is our guide to the various interview sessions, interview sessions that we will have in order to sure. create the book. So we even have uh, something called outline sign-off. So once the outline has been established, we have the author sign it to say, okay, this is what we're working on. And, and you know, because we just want to be really clear, have expectations set. Um, so it's the most important part because once you yeah. have your outline, you pretty much have your book. Then it's just filling, filling up yeah. the, filling out the blanks. Yeah, sure. So presumably a pantser is, is when folks just make it up as they go along. Yes, yeah, but we don't do that. <laughs> no, no, because I can imagine a little bit of chaos uh, with yeah. that type For of thing. fiction writers, I mean, that uh, that might be a thing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so when we come to kind of like thinking about publishing our book, um, do you think we need to look at e-books, paperbacks or audio books? What, what kind of tends to work best in the business book world? All of them. You know, right. each format you have... Um, the wider your reach is. So uh, the ebook is fantastic because it's, just, it's such a wide distribution and you can give it away on your website. It's a great lead generation tool. It's so easy to deliver. So it's just, yeah. uh, it, it's amazing to live in these times now where you can use ebooks. Yeah. And paperbacks um, are fantastic because, you know, that's what in many people's eyes a book should be you know something you can touch and yeah uh, and look at the pages and then uh, it allows us to get books into bookstores which we do through our distribution partnership with simon and schuster sure so that's uh you know that many authors have this dream of going into bookstores a bookstore and seeing the book <laughs> on the shelf yeah um so we're able to make that happen and the audiobook um, is also something that we recommend because uh, you know there are so many listeners. You know, like our listeners of this podcast episode will probably prefer to listen to an audiobook than read one. Right for yeah. for all the people who commute and who listen uh, while working out or doing um, house chores or you know closing their eyes before going to bed. Uh, so there's just such a huge market for audiobooks that's not as big as the others, but it's growing. And sure. if you're in the entrepreneurial um, sector, then a lot of entrepreneurs listen. So I think the way to calculate that is just to say, you know, how many clients would I need to come from an audiobook for it to be worth my while? And I think that, you know, that's a pretty simple calculation. I know it's, uh, I've had clients come to Leaders Press because they've listened to outsource your book. So it's worthwhile to me. The process of writing one of these books are we talking about just like a bunch of of interviews based on the outline and then somebody writes something and then you read it and then we do another interview is that kind of how it works kind of uh but first we do all the interviews right so we do the outline based on the outline we create the first batch of questions Uh, you're invited to the interview you know what questions will be asked 
And uh, this is all recorded and transcribed. And then based on that, there will be follow-up questions uh, because the interviewer uh, will want to go deeper in many cases. And then after that first interview is concluded, then um, the interviewer will prepare questions for the next session and then, you know, also make them up during the next session. Then everything from about 12 to 15 interviews, all those transcripts will be given to the ghostwriter and the ghostwriter will write. First, they will write a first chapter uh, that will be sent to the entrepreneur um, for verification. We want to make sure that uh, the, the, their voice has been captured, that it all sounds good. And, you know, they can say, well, I want it to be more formal or, you know, less formal, funnier, mm. um, so any type of feedback. And then we rewrite it so that it sounds the way they want it. Once we've, once they're 100% happy and they say, okay, this is amazing, then we write the rest of the book. And how long do you think it takes from kind of start to finish with the interviews, the outline, everything, writing it? Since it. we do traditional distribution and there's uh, some lead time for that, that's necessary. Uh, it takes about nine, ten months uh, from the moment you know somebody first uh, signs up to work with yeah. us to the moment their book is in the bookstores and on the bookshelves. That can be accelerated. So we also have a like a lead generation package. We talked about lead gen, where yeah. we can do a really quick book that's based on one interview and goes on Amazon and uh, like that's a matter of three months. Um, come in, um, do the interview, let us uh, create the book and um, distribute it online. So three to 10 months, depending on what we're working on. Yeah, but uh, presumably the legacy book is the one that takes the time because it's, it's, it's about somebody's life in a way, I suppose, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alinka, this is fascinating and chat for ages about this. Um, where can we find you? Where's your website and your social media bits and pieces? The best place to go to is leaderspress.com slash discover. When you go there, you'll uh, be able to go through a quick quiz, one minute quiz that will tell you what type of book is best for you. Because we talked about Legion, we talked about Legacy. That quiz will tell you which works best for you. And you'll also get a free audiobook of Outsource Your Book, which goes into detail on how you can outsource your book. And that's all at leaderspress.com slash discover. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, fantastic. Alinka, thanks ever so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, John. It's been amazing. Thanks again to Alinka for her time. Don't forget to check out the resources link in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.